Hello, one and all, and welcome to the podcast we call The Fantastical, with myself, Stephen Nussbaum, in the podcast where I invite my guests to come on and talk to me all about their musical tastes, their memories, their experiences, and they get to collect their fancy festivals, which I have christened Fantastivals. We are now on episode number 103, and it's great to be back with The Fantastical podcast after a very strange week in London, England. I hope everyone is doing well and is okay at this moment in time. So 102 was flying, got me back in the saddle. Like I said, this is number 103, and I'm delighted to have one of the guys from one of the best new bands around. I'm really excited to have this gentleman on. So ladies and gents, it's the one and only Kevin O'Neill from the Baines. All right, Steve. How's things? Great over here, Kev. I'm so glad to, to have you on the podcast. Been looking forward to this for quite a while. I'm really looking forward to talking to you all about the Banes and your musical tastes, memories and lots more. But before we talk about that, I really like to check in with my guests, find out how they've been doing after a difficult two, two and a bit years. So first of all, Kev, how have you been, mate? Yeah, not too bad, Steve. It's, uh, as you said, it's been um, in a strange couple of years. I suppose for us as a band, we were just sort of kicking into things, you know, and getting things going at the time when we, we um, went into the first lockdown and stuff, you know. So, yeah, it was it was strange, but in a way for us, the way we were working at the time, sort of due to other commitments and that, we were doing a lot of stuff, you know, over emails to each other anyway um, and things like that, just in terms of writing new tunes and stuff. So, yeah, so, I mean, what it did for us, I suppose, as a band was gave us an opportunity to really sort of build up an awful lot of songs, Steve, you know. We probably worked on between maybe 50 and 60 songs during that whole period, you know what I mean? So in a funny sort of a way, it gave us, you know, something really strong to build on, you know. So eventually when we were able to sort of get back together and, you know, get in the studio and, and, and rehearse and stuff like that, I mean, we were just, we were we were so ready to go. We were we were hugely prepared, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's worked out quite well for us in a strange way. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more about the Banes and I know we've got some exciting stuff planned for the remainder of 2022. But before we do about that, tell us a bit more about yourself, Kev. So you're obviously in a great band, but but what else is uh, is more about, about Kev? Yeah, well, we're from um, we're from a small town in the middle of Ireland it's called Athlone in County Westmead. And um, yeah, things about me personally, I suppose, mad into football. Love Everton is the name of the bands. Is you know it's named after the great Leighton Baines. You know, um, yeah, just love my music. Always have done since well for as long as I can remember. Really, you know, I remember growing like my father was a musician and still is. Really, you know, my my younger brother who's in the band as well, Alan, so talented as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, now I never learned an instrument to be honest even though I was surrounded by them you know all my life so just singing and, and, and writing really is um, writing lyrics and stuff and is, is my thing really yeah so that's it family kids you know what I mean stuff like that so yeah pretty straightforward with sort of a life really but um, you know loving, loving what we're doing Steve you know um, it's, it's, it's a huge buzz you know it's, it's something that I loved you know I was in bands when I was younger and that type of stuff you know but went away from it life I suppose normal life takes over doesn't it in a way and but over the last couple of years now getting back into it and writing stuff that that we love you know what I mean it's 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 just a great feeling and yeah we're hoping there's there's, there's big things ahead for us hopefully you know so you've kind of pre-answered my kind of follow-up questions to that so how did you <laughs> how did you 
get into playing music and in bands and kind of what's the story been from a young Kev into into now and to how you've come to to be in the band? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a young Kevin O'Neill was probably more obsessed with, with with football, really. You know, but really and truly, it was it was the arrival of of Oasis really into into the world, I suppose, and into my life that just blew me away, really. You know, it was West when we first live gig, you know, things like this. And I mean, to me, they just kind of took over and it almost became obsessional, really. You know, I'm guessing you remember the time. I mean, they were in the papers every day. There was stuff about them every day and just became a huge, huge part of my life. And then obviously it led on to, to all the different bands of that type of genre, if you want to use that word. Um, yeah, so um, probably got into my first band then when I, was, when I was around 16 or that, you know, we were just doing covers and mainly and then we started to get a bit of confidence and write our own stuff and yeah so i knew it was something that i loved and i knew it was something that you know without being sort of big-headed that i could probably do you know with help obviously from 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 others and uh yeah so i mean look this the bands then came really out of the blue Stephen, because i hadn't been involved in in, in any sort of music for it could have been 20 years steve or something you know and I just got a message one day from Cormac. He's the co-songwriter and um, he's just a brilliant all-around musician, can play everything. And um, Cormac said was, you know, he knew I was, I like writing and stuff like that, you know what I mean? I actually worked as a, a, a football journalist for, for 18 years, you know. Um, but yeah, he, he got in touch, asked, would I be interested? And yeah, I said, yeah, why not? I can, we give it a whack and here we are now talking to fantastic people like you. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it's gone a bit crazy, Steve. You know, it's not. You know, we put our first single out uh, like this forever last year, and we really hadn't got a clue, Steve. You know about what was going to happen and stuff, and yeah, it just I I don't know. It just sort of um, went from there, and the, the people have been brilliant and great reactions. So we keep on keeping on, as they say. Yeah. So you've mentioned like this forever. I love that track. I've been listening to that for the last Thanks, ever since we've had this arranged I've had the three tracks going round and Like This Forever brings an instant smile to my face so that was your first release that was followed up by your second release Bring It Up which is yeah. another another great track uh, and yeah. then that was followed earlier this year with I'm Not Me Mine all of these tracks you can listen to on Spotify Apple Music Kev who would you, who would you say I know you've mentioned Oasis and people will obviously make the comparisons with Oasis when they listen but other than Oasis who would you say the main influences are of the Baines other than Oasis um, I suppose we'd be in you know we'd like the obviously the Roses you know the Charlatans uh, Shed 7 DMAs you know the more recent massive DMAs uh, fans to be honest with you seen them in Dublin well, it was before the lockdown and all that stuff, you know, but they're exceptional. Um, we really like um, Planet as well from Australia, good band. But I, I guess a lot of our stuff, <clears throat> a lot of our influences, excuse me, Ocean Colour Scene, then, you know what I mean? Bands like that, sort of from the 90s, and then maybe go back a little bit more to maybe The Who, The Jam, you know, people like that. Connor would be big into the Manic Street Preachers as well. And then my brother Alan, Alan is more of a sort of a folky uh, type. You know, he's, he's big into his Dylans and, and, and all, you know, people like that. A lot of, a lot of people I've never heard of, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> yeah, he's he's big into all that stuff, you know. So, yeah, there's a good little mix, Steve, you know, of uh, influences. Um, 
uh, you know, I guess people would maybe make the comparison a little bit to us and that. Like, uh, I mean, it's a huge honour for us for people to to even put us in the same sentence. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, look, we just do. We kind of base our songs on what we would listen to and maybe what mates of ours would listen to and things like that. And yeah, we, I mean, once we're comfortable with what we're doing and once we're happy with it, we we put it out there. You know, so yeah. So there's three fantastic tracks out there so far. I think a fourth isn't too far away, Kev. So tell us about your plans for future releases. I know you've been quite vocal on Twitter, kind of teasing a release almost. So what's what's the plan for, for future releases? The second single off what's going to be a four-track EP or possibly a five-track EP, Steve, we're still, uh, you know, we might throw an extra one on there, I would say. But um, the next single is called Soul Crash, and that will be out at the start of October. That's the plan. Um, we wanted to get it out a little bit sooner, Steve, but um, there was a lot of issues, you know, regarding COVID and stuff um, around the band and even with the um, the guy that mixes our stuff and, you know, stuff like that. So um, it kind of delayed things a little bit. But, yeah, we're we're back on track and um, Soul Crash should be out at the start of October and then the EP um, should be done by definitely the end of October ahead of a big gig for us in, in Belfast on the 18th of November, I think, Saturday the 18th, I think, with the Current Nations and Jet Black Tulips, both from Belfast. So, yeah, really looking forward to all that. And, yeah, then after that, Steve, it's all systems go and hopefully get out there and, and, and get more gigs and stuff and, and, and possibly over, over to your good cells, over in England and stuff. So, yeah, mad excited about it all. So, we we keep going and hopefully it'll it'll keep progressing, you know. Very exciting time to be in the Bane. So if anyone's listening to this podcast and hasn't heard of the Bane yet, where can I find you on social media, Kev? How can I keep up to date with, with what's going on and all the releases? Yeah, well, you find us on uh, the best place probably to get us, I suppose, in terms of social media is Twitter. Um, we 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 do a good bit with that, and you know we like to to chat to our fans and stuff. It's uh, the Bane's eight. At the Bains Eight is our, our Twitter handle, and um, yeah, you can get us on um, Instagram as well. The the same the same handle, yeah. And then obviously we're on Spotify, Apple Music, all those usual all those usual streaming platforms. Yeah. So look, anyone that wants to have a chat with us at any time or get in touch with us, you know, on on Twitter and stuff like that, we're always open. Do you know what I mean? To, to chat to people or anyone that's into our stuff, and even people that aren't into our stuff, it's all right, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're always open and, and like to, you know, communicate with people and stuff like that. So feel free to get in touch with us. A great Twitter account to follow uh, and a great band as well, just like I've already said. So, Kev, you've mentioned some great bands already in terms of your influence, but what kind of music are you into? Are you just a Britpop guitar guy or is there, is there more to you in terms of your music tastes? Um, no, no, there, there would be more, see, if you know what I mean. Um, like, uh, to me, a good song is a good song, you know what I mean? And... Lately, I've been actually getting very much back into Jamie T a lot, you know, uh, some of his stuff. I mean, it's such a mix, isn't it? You know, one minute you, you think you're listening to The Clash, the next minute, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's such a different... But yeah, I think he's hugely talented. Um listened to a good bit of Skinner Brothers recently as well. Um, it's a good band. Um, the Institutes from Coventry, I love them. The debut album out this year um can't get enough of that one to be honest but look i could other days i could be listening to you know people might say what but you know i could be 
Taylor Swift for me, you know, for for one song, you know what I mean, or something, and skip on to I could go from that to the to the Pistols, you know what I mean. So <laughs> probably sums up my uh, personality a little bit. It's <laughs> up and down, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, no, look, it's I good song is a good song to me. That's the attitude I always take. You know what I mean. Good music is good music, and it doesn't matter what name is on it. You know, if it stirs something in me, that's that's cool with me. And really doesn't matter you know like you know i was listening to abba for example a few weeks ago and that's cool too you know so yeah open-minded on it really to be honest so a nice and varied taste there you've mentioned kind of what you're listening to uh so i won't kind of ask you that again but kev let me take you back uh to when you were a younger lad a bit of money in your pocket remember buying your first record or your first single and what that was and that experience yeah, um, this is one that I was thinking about, you know, from listening to previous shows, and I was like, geez, what is, what was it, you know? But I'm pretty sure it was um, Nevermind by Nirvana. I remember getting it on, on, on cassette. I remember getting it, Steve, but I, I can't really remember buying it, so I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> whether a transaction took place or whether I had uh, big pockets, I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> I hope my mother isn't listening to this. But yeah, um, that's the, I, I'm pretty sure it was that. Now, the one that I can completely remember going in and, and purchasing was Be Here Now because I remember there was such a, a sort of a wait for it and a sort of anticipation and, and stuff like that. And I do remember going in uh, and getting that. But but thinking back, I think it probably was, never mind, you know. Great shout. Two great albums. And Be Here Now turned 25, I think, just a few weeks ago for, if you weren't already feeling old enough. Be Here Now is now 25. So two great albums there. So this podcast, Kev, is all about you collating your fantasy festival. Are you a big fan of festivals? Have you been to many? Yeah, um, I used to go to an awful lot of them, Stephen, you know, here in here in Ireland. And uh, it's obviously lately over the last few years, circumstances, I suppose, dictate that you haven't. But even since, like, I didn't get to any this summer, you know, or anything like that. So... Um, it was more a case of watching some on TV and, you know, YouTube or whatever, you know, things like this. So, um, but yeah, I would have been to them all really here in Ireland, you know, the different, different big festivals and stuff. I like them, Steve, but, you know, maybe after a couple of days, I just want to go home. <laughs> you know, I just want to go to bed. But, um, no, I mean, they're cool, you know what I mean? And I suppose at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's, it's about being with your mates, really, isn't it? And, and you know, and, the people you love and listen to good music and getting those great feelings and creating memories together and stuff like that. You know, it's um, you know, to me it wouldn't be a thing to just just go there and get smashed or whatever. You know what I mean? It's um, I just you know I like that sort of community sort of feeling. Do you know what I mean? That 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 you get and you know maybe meeting some new people and stuff like that. And so it's all pretty cool. And if the music is good, then you're laughing really, aren't you? you absolutely are. So. Big fan of festivals. What about what about gigs then, Kev? Do you have a favourite gig? Is there one or is there a couple that you look back on and or just think that was yeah. that was a great gig? Um, I'd say musically, Steve. I think the best one that uh, you know in terms of the actual quality of the music itself was the Who. You know, in um, I seen him in Dublin. You know, it was a sit down gig and that. You know, and <clears throat> excuse me. And um, it just blew me away. It was fantastic. I, 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 you know, I couldn't. I don't even don't even know when it was, Steve. To be honest, it could have been maybe seven years ago or something like this. You know, but yeah. And I remember after that gig, I remember meeting a guy from uh, Inner Mongolia. 
So oh. <laughs> that was my memory of that. And yeah, he was kind of looking after me for a bit. But anyway, um, <laughs> but what you call it, the, the the one really, you know, and going back to Oasis again, you know, I don't want to be, you know, sort of predictable or whatever, but Oasis was my first gig to go to down in Cork, um, you know, down the south of, of, of Ireland. And I think I was 15, Steve, or something at the time, maybe 14, 15. And it was just, you know, to me, that will always stick in my mind, you know, and it certainly influenced me, you know, going forward and, and, and wanting to be involved in music and stuff. So, yeah those two for, for for different reasons you know great stuff so that was a bit about kev's musical taste and his memories and his experiences so like i said at the top of the podcast this is all about getting kev who gets to collate his fancy festival so kev gets to choose any five acts one of whom must play one of their studio albums in full and kev also gets to pick an encore which all five acts will perform together at the end of his fancy festival so it's very simple five acts take five time slots in the last episode of the podcast i had ricky from listen up on and he created his wish you were here fancy festivals follows he had in his opening slot buddy holly in the cricket so first time buddy holly been selected great shot there and in super seconds he picked augustine so augustine's a band very close to my heart i know rob the drummer of Augustine's when they existed. Second time they've been picked. Great shout there. And then we skipped forward to his pre-headline act where he picked Oasis who have already been mentioned a bit on this podcast. And for his headline act, Rick picked Pink Floyd and had them play Dark Side of the Moon. Then had his encore of all those acts performing Bittersweet Symphony with his last act who were Underworld. So a bit of a different slant there from Rick and a really, really enjoyable episode there. So if you've not listened to that one, which is episode 102, please go back and have a listen to that one. So, Kev, before we talk about the acts who are making it into your fantasy festival and who are missing out, first what we need to do is give your fantasy festival a name and we need to give it a venue. So, Kev, what are you going to call your fantasy festival? Um, I'm going to go for uh, the big gig in the park. And that's um, it's because um, the venue that I would have... Do you want my venue, uh, Steve? Or... Absolutely. i got a feeling, based on your football team and the park, I think I might know where we're going, but I've been wrong before and I, I, I'll be wrong again. So, Kev, where are you taking us, bud? You're wrong, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> but it is in relation to, there is a link to football and, there, 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 yeah, there is a, a link. But, um, no, look, I grew up in a place, Stephen, here in my hometown, Nathalone, called Willow Park. And, um, look, all my greatest memories really revolve around Willow Park. All my friends are from there and it was just a brilliant place to grow up and stuff, you know. And we were all crazy into our football, loved our music and stuff. But um, gigantic um, field, really, down the back of, of of the estate, and that's where we played our football and stuff. But it's it's a huge um, it's a huge area of of field, and we could definitely have it there. So it'd be in the so the home football pitch of Willow Park FC, um, which is m- my own little uh, my own little team. So yeah. That's where it'd be, so the big gig in the park, and we'd squash everyone in, and it'd be fantastic. Great stuff. So, big gig in the park, taking place at Willow Park. So, before we talk about your five acts, Kev, uh, I'm sure it's been really hard to whittle it down into five. Are there any bands or acts who you want to mention before we talk about your five who mean a lot to you, who you love, but just haven't been able to get their slot in at the big gig in the park? <laughs> Yeah, there was there was plenty of them, Steve. You know, as as I'm sure, like you know, from listening to all your other guests, um, there's always a lot of them, isn't there? You can't squeeze them all in. 
So initially I was starting, I was thinking, well, I won't put bands in that I've seen already. You know, that was my previous thing. But uh, in the end, I just had to put a couple in. But as far as the ones that are missing out, like Stone Roses, Charlatans, The Who, uh, Ocean Colour Scene, Shed 7, Richard Ashcroft, Solo, The Verve. Yeah, there's 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 a long list, I suppose, of, of bands. Um that are missing out. Jamie T came into contention there for a while too because I'm getting a good buzz off his stuff at the minute, you know. So, yeah, but I guess we had to whittle it down. So, yeah, we're left with five. That's the beauty <clears> of the Fantastival. So, Charlatans, Tim and the boys have to wait another day. Never been picked for a fantasy festival. Neither have Ocean yeah. Colour scene. Uh, and unbelievably still, neither have the Verve. Verve get talked about an awful lot in terms of missing out uh on the actual five, but only Richard Ashcroft's been picked as a solo act, so the Verve right. not going to get back together for this one. So some big, big and some great acts missing out on your five. So Kev, it's two o'clock now, Willow Park, lovely, beautiful day, big gig in the park is sold out, everyone's up for it. Time to welcome your opening act onto the stage. So Kev, who is going to open the big gig in the park? Yeah, um, I'm going for a lot of energy, Steve, in this festival, you know what I mean? I know a lot of people like to ease things in a little bit or whatever but um and i'm gonna go back to that first cassette that i got and i'm gonna go to nirvana steve to, to open things up great shout with nirvana so i guess you've already spoken about them and spoken about Nevermind being the first album that you remember having but i guess why are they gonna open your fantasy festival yeah i, I just said like i never saw them live you know unfortunately but a huge band and to be honest with you steve I, like i like some of the bands you know from that that um, sort of, as they say, the grunge scene or whatever. And I like Nirvana, I like, I like Pearl Jam, obviously like a lot of people did. Alice in Chains, you know, another good band. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't ever have described myself as anything, even approaching somebody that was into grunge music, do you get me? It, it was just something on the side. But I, I think when Nirvana came with Nevermind, that, like, I mean, that was something really out of the norm for me, you know? The power of it, the I suppose the anger, the I mean, uh, all mixed with just brilliant melodies and uh, you know hooks and it was just brilliant, you know. Now after Nevermind, to be honest with you, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have really followed up my liking for Nirvana too much, you know. Some of it I don't know, it just became some of it became too heavy, a bit too dark for me personally, you know. But um, definitely with Nevermind, it's still an album that. That, that I will go back to, to, to quite often, you know, and um, yeah, it looks sad the way things worked out, you know, with Kurt and, 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 and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think they'd, they'd really rip into it from the start and, and, and get us going, get us off to a nice, uh, nice easy start, Steve. <laughs> they certainly will. So Nirvana opening the big gig in the park, the seventh time they've been picked for a fantasy festival. Great shout to have them in your opening act. So they're going to play from two to three o'clock. We'll take a half hour break. That'll take us to half past three. So Kev, who's going to follow Nirvana and be your super seconds act? Mm, easy act to follow, isn't it, Nirvana? <laughs> starting it off. <laughs> but um, I'm going to give it to, now this is a band that have had a huge influence on us over the last few years. I remember hearing their single Delete, you know, it's DMAs. I remember hearing their, their single Delete, I think it was the first song that I heard from them and it just blew me away completely and it, it was like, it was almost like they were the band I was waiting for Steve, you know, since, let's say, Oasis or, who, or those type of bands, um, you know, faded away eventually. But um, yeah, huge fan. I mean, the lead singer, Tommy, 
Tommy O'Dell has just got a voice that's 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 unbelievable, really. You know, yeah, be big ambition of ours to I don't know maybe someday support them or something like that. Yeah, Steve would be you know a bit of a dream for us, but I suppose if you don't think big, you'll never get there. So you know why not? And um, yeah, I'd go with DMAs for our, our second act and um, yeah, really good band live as well. You know, it's not too far removed from what you're going to hear when you when, when you listen to their stuff recorded. So yeah, big. Big, big fans of DMAs, so we go with them. Nice shout. DMAs making their first Fantastical <coughs> appearance, so a new name on the Fantastical roster. So DMA is going to be your Super Seconds Act. They're going to play from half past three to half past four. We'll take a half-hour break. That'll take us to five o'clock, and it'll be time for your Midway Madness Act. So two acts down, three left. So, Kev, who's going to be your Midway Madness Act? Yeah, I'm going to go for... Uh... We're going to slow it down a little bit now, Steve, and go for the prodigy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, look, keep it going, keep it going, um, nice and nice and steady. Um, look, I saw the prodigy live once, Steve, and I, I didn't know what to make. I, you know, what is this? You know, um, because I wasn't really into them at the time, and then they came on, um, and they were unbelievable. They just blew me away. Just the power, and I didn't know what to expect, you know. So that's um, uh, that that was a really good thing, you know what I mean? Uh, just surprisingly loved every second of it, you know. Yeah, so it's I'll go with the prodigy, yeah, and um, really keep things going. Any tracks that's for sure? Any tracks that you'd have to have them play? Like an hour is quite a short set, I guess, for them to them to play. I guess yeah. Keith Flint will be there uh, in the fantasy element. What, mm-hmm. what are you gonna have? What are you gonna have them play? Ooh, um, well, I think yeah, I wouldn't like to dictate to them too much, Steve. <laughs> but but um, I do love like smack my bitch up and uh, take me to the hospital. Um, I suppose they're some of the more recent ones, aren't they? Um, yeah, I don't. Other than that, they could just pretty much have free reign and go what they want because I suppose the more I want to do live, it's gonna just be powerful, isn't it? And, and you know, I just, I just love that sort of punky element to what they were doing live. You know what I mean? And brilliant stuff, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I was lucky enough to see the prodigy at Brixton Academy, late nineties, early two thousands, and easily the loudest gig I've ever been at. Like not even yeah. close. A great band, <laughs> and they get mentioned a lot on this podcast, but more of when people are talking about their favourite gigs. So third time the prodigy have been picked on the Fantastical, but not the. Uh, not the last time for certain, I'm sure. So Prodigy, Midway Madness, they're going to play from five till six. Your audience are going to be absolutely knackered uh, and they've still got two acts <laughs> left to watch. So the audience, uh, God help them, are going to be absolutely in bits. So we'll take another half hour break and that'll lead us nicely to our pre-headline act slot. So your pre-headline acts are going to play for an hour and a half from half past six to eight o'clock. So Kev, who's going to be your pre-headline act? Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to throw in... Um... A little bit of new music, Steve, you know, as well. Maybe give a sort of up-and-coming new band a bit of an opportunity here as well. So I'm going to go with the Institutes, Steve. Um, band there from, from Coventry. Um, if, if you've probably heard of them, Steve, anyway, I'd imagine. Yeah, brilliant band. Their debut album was out this this um, this year. And yeah, I'm still listening to it, you know what I mean, on a regular basis. Absolutely brilliant. God, I'm going to really get annoyed with myself because I can't think of the name of the album, which I should. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna go with that and so look, Steve, you have the um you have a slot, don't you, for 
for a band to play a full album, I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we let them go with their, their debut album there. And um, God almighty, I just can't think of them. But yeah, they can put a few more tunes on top of that as well, I'm sure. And yeah, the Institute's all the way. So this is probably a good time to maybe plug the Institute. So I, I know of the Institute's, but I must confess I haven't heard the album. So... As someone who hasn't heard the album before, what would I be expecting? Is it is it like a guitar? I, I imagine it's like a guitar-y album and, and catchy indie pop rock to a certain extent. Would I be right in thinking that, Kev, or is it is it something different? Yeah, no, that's it, Steve. Um, it's it is along those those lines. He, um, I had heard a couple of of the singles and I really loved them. You know what I mean? And so I said, yeah, better definitely give this album a go. And yeah, it's 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 pretty much what you're what what you're saying. There are some beautiful Steve, you know, yeah. And um, anyone who hasn't heard it previously, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. There's one tune on it called "Alleyways," absolutely fantastic song. Uh, the, the song that leads or uh, that finishes up the album, uh, I think it's called "Getting Better" or something. Um, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. Great, great tracks all throughout. Was really strong, you know. There's there really is no filler in there. Great stuff. I look forward to listening to that. So the Institutes make their fantastical debut. They're going to take your pre-headline act slot, going to play from half six to eight o'clock. One more break, that'll take us half past eight. And then your headline acts are going to get two and a half hours to play the big gig in the park. So Kev, who's going to headline your fantasy festival? Yeah, I was, I was initially going to do something a little bit different, but then it just fell back into me all ways, Steve, and it's it's got to be... The boys from Oasis for me, you know. Let's get the show back on the road. Get it back on the road in Willow Park. <laughs> so Oasis but, yeah. is a bit of a funny one, really. Like, I thought Oasis would be get picked a lot more than what they have done. This is only, believe it or not, the fifth time they've been picked in the Fantastic. Right. And they've been picked in the last two episodes, so maybe a resurgence coming back. So, Kevin, I know you've spoken about Oasis a lot. What I, First question for me, then, would be, what Oasis lineup are you going to have? And is there a certain era of Oasis tunes you want him to play? Or would you, again, you'd be happy to pass the baton over to Noel and Liam and go, do what you want, fellas? Mm. Oh, the lineup is a killer. Uh, I'd like to be traditionalist and stick with the original one, but, oh, God. I think in terms of the drug, oh, so mean and Mr. McCarroll, I don't like doing it, but... <laughs> uh, because he seems, he seems like a real top bloke, you know, when you see him on, on social media and different interviews I listen to with him and stuff like that, but I think the... Oh, it's Zach Starkey or, um, or Alan White on drums. I think I'd... Mm, I think I'd just go with Alan White. I don't know why, but... I think Starkey might have been better, but anyway, I'm twisting myself up here. And, <laughs> um, but you got to get, I think it has to be, there'd have to be the original original lineup then, I think, throughout the rest of it. I think for me, Gwigsy and uh, and Bonehead, you know, um, who, you know, sadly, Harris has been has been unwell recently, you know. Um, Bonehead gave us a huge plug, you know, on Twitter going back, I think was... Maybe when our, our third single came out, you know, and that was a huge thing for us. Um, wow. An awful lot of people sort of followed us and things like this, you know, on the back of that. So um, huge, huge thank you to him. He, he seems like a, a, a really nice guy as well, you know. Um, so, yeah, wishing him the best, you know what I mean, in his, his recovery. And um, obviously Nolan Liam down from there. And, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a right one. Some great stuff. So Oasis are playing and headlining the big gig in the park. Two and a half hours with the original lineup and Adam White 
on the drums. So at 11 o'clock, they're going to bring back out the Institutes, the Prodigy, DMAs, and Nirvana. That's an obscene lineup you've got on your stage there, Kef. Obscene lineup. They all get to play one song together. So what are you going to have them all all play? Yeah, this is probably a weird one for the the artists that we've got, but um, I was going to be a little bit predictable and say like something like My Generation or something by The Who and just finish it off on a rocky one again, but um, I'm going to go with uh, The Night the Drove, All Dixie Down by the band. Just adore that song, you know, so God knows how it would turn out, but look, I'd love to hear like Liam and, and Kurt, you know, giving it giving it welly there on that. Um what the guys from the Prodigy would do, I don't know, but <laughs> it would be interesting anyway. Great tune from a great band. So the night they drove Old Dixie down is your encore. That brings your fancy festival to a close. So before you change your mind, let's lock this one in then. So we've got the big gig in the park taking place at Willow Park. The open act, we've got Nirvana. Super Seconds, we've got DMAs. Midway Madness, we've got The Prodigy. Pre-headline act is going to be the Institutes. We're going to play their album in full. And your headline act is going to be Oasis. And for your encore, you're going to have all five acts play the night they drove Old Dixie down. Kev O'Neill from the Baines, are you happy to lock that fantastical into our fantastical vaults? Extremely happy, Steve. Lock it in. Lock it down. <laughs> Beautiful. So before we let you go, Kev, like you said, busy, busy time for the Bane. So... 2022, more tracks and an EP coming out and a live date. And I take it 2023 is going to be all guns blazing? All guns blazing, Steve. Um, uh, a little bit of a talk about a debut album, possibly another EP, who knows. Um, and obviously uh, plenty more live live shows. That's that's going to be big on the agenda in 2023. Um, so, yeah, it looks big thanks to everybody, you know, including yourself, that's, that's supported us so far. We really, really appreciate it. Anybody um, digging our stuff is, is is huge for us, and yeah, look, hopefully people keep keep liking it and um, get behind us, and hopefully we'll be we'll um, you know have a show near enough to, to to our followers. Do you know what I mean? Going into next year and and starting in Belfast in November. Great stuff. I look forward to seeing all the videos of that gig on social media. I'm sure there'll be many that fly around. Okay, so let's give the Baines one last plug before we finish the episode. So you can find the Baines on Spotify, any music streaming platform. And if anyone wants to give you a follow, Kev, let's let's have that uh, the social media tags again. So how do people find you on social media? Yeah, um, we're at the Baines 8. So, yeah. And as I said previously, no hassle. Anybody ever wants to get in touch with us, have a little chat, whatever, all good. So that brings the Fantastical Podcast to a close. And thanks to everyone who's listened to the 103rd episode of this podcast. If you're enjoying this one, if you're listening on iTunes, you can subscribe, give the podcast a review. If you're listening on Spotify, you can also rate the show. Always nice to have rate the shows and recommendations coming along. That's all what it's about. The Baines can be found on Twitter. So can the Fantastical Podcast. So if you don't follow us already, make sure to do so at Fantastical P. And if you're not on Twitter, you can email the podcast at fantasticalpodcast@outlook.com. Unfortunately, on podcasts, or on this podcast, we don't play music, but I'll get some tracks from Kev. We'll make a nice Spotify playlist of the acts he's put in his Fantasy Festival lineup and a few more, and that'll be in your episode description. So just scroll down right now on the episode you're listening to, and you'll find a link there for a nice little Spotify playlist. So, Kev, massive thank you for coming on, being my guest. I mean, how have you found 
collating your fantasy festival and talking about yourself, I guess it might be a bit weird to do, but hopefully you found it useful. No, look, Steve, we, like, you know, personally, myself, I've been listening to your show, like, for a long time, and um, I just love the concept, you know what I mean, straight away, it's, 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 a, it's you know, it's a little bit different and a little bit unpredictable, and you never know, you know, who's going to go for what and stuff, and it's really, really good, you know, and, and, and massive, massive credit to you for that. You know, it's all, it's, I mean, it's it's produced everything, for, you know, very professionally as well. You know what I mean? So congratulations on it. And um, look, in terms of my selections, it was um, it was difficult. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was more difficult than I probably thought it would be, you know. But yeah, um, happy enough at the end. What we said, we got a bit of new music in there as well. And yeah, I don't know, like people could be leaving that event in uh ambulances and stuff like this like oh, uh, <laughs> we, we might have to have some oxygen tents and stuff like this but yeah um yeah happy enough with it and yeah good good to have it locked down absolutely it's in the fantastical vaults now and that is in our history so 103 all wrapped up and done i'll be back next week with episode 104 so please make sure to join me but until then stay safe my fantastical friends please continue to spread the word and that word is fantastical. Thanks for listening.